Welcome to Belfast City Vineyard, where we are pursuing formation in the presence of Jesus, community gathered around him, and the impact he empowers us to bring in our families, city, and the world. The following message was given at one of our Sunday services. For more information, visit our website at BelfastCityVineyard.com. Well, hey, friends and family in the Belfast City Vineyard. Uh, my name is Dan Wilt, if we haven't met yet, and it's my privilege to share with us today. We feel like we're a part of your family. My, my wife and I, Anita, uh, we spent a lot of years connecting uh, in heart and life and physically together there uh, in that place that is your community, that place that is your city, that place that is the holy ground that God's placed under your feet. Uh, of course, our, our amazing daughter is there, and that's a gift uh, to us to know that. We feel like a, a little bit of us is there uh, through her. And I have the privilege of sharing with you today on uh, a topic that I'm going to call the power of roots, becoming the presence of God in a community. You're in a very special season as a church family. It's a season that I've been in a number of times as a pastor as a participant in a church community, and that I've been in, as many of us have personally, when we make transitions, and those transitions involve a change in location, a change in where we are being ourselves and where we are growing in Christ and where we are expressing the heart of God in the world, in our homes, in our workplaces, in the spaces that God calls us to. And in that season of transition, there are so many things that are happening inside of us and around us. And sometimes it can be difficult to navigate those, to discern what is God doing in the midst of the where that God is doing it? Why is God doing the particular thing that he's doing this way and particularly leading us, as it is pertinent to you all, to a new location, to a place where you're going to put down roots. So the title of this message is The Power of Roots, Becoming the Presence of God in a Community. And times of transition like this, of, of locating and relocating as a church, are powerful times. They're transforming times. They're holy and challenging times. They're necessary times uh, in the life of every local community of Christ. It's a time when a transient, if you will, community begins to take on a location with an address, a physical place with some vital sense of permanence, or at least of, of permanence for a season ahead as far as we, we can see it. And I believe with all my heart that the Holy Spirit is on and over those types of processes. So I'd like to begin by reading a unique passage uh, out of Luke 19, three to six, and we know it as the story of Zacchaeus. And he, meaning Zacchaeus, was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was about to pass that way. 
And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and he came down and he received him joyfully. Now I want to highlight just a few words out of that passage. Seeking. Zacchaeus is pursuing something, but there's the possibility that he doesn't know exactly what he's pursuing. He doesn't know what's drawing him there. But the second word is see. Zacchaeus wants to put himself in the path, in the way of Jesus, to be able to see him and to see what's happening around him. Crowd. Sometimes crowds can get in the way of people being able to see what they need to see. They need something to be right in front of them, to be in tangible seeing and touching and feeling distance for them to connect with what they've been seeking their whole life. Small. People can feel very small and unseen in life. Maybe you've experienced that like I have, that we feel like we're not being noticed and it takes someone to be physically in front of us to see us, to name us, for us to say yes to that deeper work that the Father is wanting to do, the unseen God ministering to us through a seen person. Jesus, of course, the one who can save and transform is who he's looking to see. And then it says that Jesus came. Jesus came, and the next word is place. Jesus came at a time to a place. Particularly, he located himself. And then the next word is looked. Jesus looked. It says he looked up, and Jesus saw. And then he, the next word is said. He spoke to the person in the tree, but he didn't speak to them generically as if to a crowd. He saw them and he said, he said Zacchaeus's name. And he said it, I believe, with that wealth of powerful love that was moving in Jesus' heart and was even at the inception of his baptism when the father said, this is my son who I love. With him I'm well pleased. And that same resonance of acceptance and belovedness would have flowed from the grace in his voice. The next word is come. Jesus sees him because Zacchaeus puts himself in the path of Jesus. Jesus puts himself in the path of Zacchaeus and he looks at him, calls his name, and Jesus says, come, come. And Zacchaeus can hear it because he's at the right place at the right time. And then Jesus says, I must stay. I must be stable tonight with you. I must, with all the possibilities that are around me, I must stay and remain with you. You remember in, in the Gospel of John where Jesus says, remain in me. The Greek word meno means to stay, means to reside, means to settle into a place. And he says, I must stay where? I must stay at your house. Now, Zacchaeus probably didn't prepare his house for Jesus or any of the disciples in the entourage that would have been following along. But the reality is, is because Jesus was there in that place, he could say to Zacchaeus, you have a house 
a place that I know the address of, and I want to stay with you in that place that has an address, that's your place of living, where you dwell, where you carry on your life. And I love the final word here is today. Today is the day of salvation. We hear the resonance. Today, today, today is where I want to do this and when I want to do this. In the space of this day and in the time of this day, it's now your moment. So we see this, this idea that is communicated through all these words. This verse is all about the language of presence. Being in the path of someone, being seen and seeing, being heard and hearing, being communed with and communing with in response because someone was there. Zacchaeus put the address in his GPS. He put the time in his calendar and he showed up. And then Jesus, knowing the heart of the Father, had that place, that location, that timing right in his heart and he showed up and there was a beautiful, profound meeting that forever changed not only Zacchaeus' life, but right now you and history <laughs> celebrates what happened together in this moment. So there are three words of encouragement I'd like to give you as you begin a journey of locating yourself somewhere, of putting down physical roots, roots that will not limit you in any way from all the reach that God has intended to give you, I personally believe internationally, at the same time as being a, a, a reaching voice and a reaching heart in the particular community to which he's sending you. So three encouragements. Number one, encouragement number one, become the presence of God to a community. Become the presence of God as the church to a community. So let's get comfortable with this idea. God locates himself. He joyfully locates himself. The unseen God, the God whom, as Solomon said, the entire heavens cannot contain, is comfortable with locating himself somewhere, never feeling limited by that locating, but actually knowing that in locating, there are things that he can do everywhere because he's located himself somewhere. So from heaven to earth, to garden, to tabernacle, to temple, to Jesus, to the communion of the saints, to the temple that you and I are, the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, to the temple we are becoming together, you are a temple being built together, a spiritual temple, a household. We worship a God who is connected to place, comfortably so, and joyfully invites us to establish ourselves in a place with an address to move through us the true place of his dwelling. In other words, you personally and us corporately in locales, in places, are the place where God dwells. He dwells in us personally. He dwells in us corporately as a community. And then when we locate ourselves, we become a place where heaven and earth meet. And we create a hospitality zone for people to experience the people of God who are learning to worship and enter into the fullness of the victory of God in our individual lives and beyond us. So let's get this in our heart. The place where God dwells, the place where heaven and earth meet, 
is now in people and is in the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones together who are, who are living life together, doing life together in koinonia, which speaks of fellowship, of friendship, a worshiping community galvanized together by the Holy Spirit, living for the acclaim of the one who calls us. Jesus, our ascended Lord, our master, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one to whom we offer all allegiance above every power, above every ruler, above every person or pundit or politician. A lot of peace there. You know, we give our allegiance to the Prince of Peace, more peace, the Prince of Peace, who is our sovereign and our Lord. And in places and locations, we teach the way of Jesus. We learn the way of Jesus. We become, uh, we become shaped to, conformed to the person and way of Jesus by the inner relationships we share. And then in that place of hospitality, we become a place like a lightning rod for people to come and learn the same, to come into wholeness, to come into transformative experience with the Spirit of God, with Jesus, who the scripture says was Zacchaeus, came to that place and is the only one ultimately who will change anyone in this life. He is the answer to every ill in the world, be it expressed in nation, uh, states, and struggles, and empires, or be it expressed right now in the neighborhoods all around us, in our life, and the peoples all around us. He is the answer to that. Located people create a place where people can come to because they have an address like Zacchaeus, where they can see and be seen. That is what the people of God have always done. And that is what the people of God continue to do, knowing that God is only dwelling in that place because we are in that place. And as we are in that place, we bless it to become a place where people can experience the saving and transforming work of Jesus in their lives, growing into greater wholeness over a lifetime. Everywhere you go, the presence of God is. Yes, he's everywhere but you are a specific temple and your community is a specific temple, a place in which the spirit dwells where God manifests his presence to touch other human beings. That is what a local church is. It's a kingdom outpost where we are renewed and others are renewed through us. So encouragement number two is create space for the presence of God in a community. Create space for the presence of God in a community. A tree bears fruit because it has what the ancients called stabilitas. It's comfortable staying in one place and finding peace in it. And I love that idea. We must become comfortable locating, settling in a place, not simply wandering everywhere all the time and thinking that that's exactly what the Spirit of God does, therefore we do. Now hear me, I bless movement, but there's a time to set down roots. We are rooted and established in love, yes, but there's a time to set down roots and be rooted and established in a place, even in a church building in a community so that we can bear fruit, so we can be established, nourished in a place, so that we can create that hospitality zone, so we can draw strength from being in a place and then bear fruit for that place. The people of God, again, always the primary temple. But people like Zacchaeus, who are looking for a sign that not only God is real, but God is good, that God loves, 
that there could be wholeness in relationships and hope for their lives. They're looking up addresses to find those people and those places. And they'll get those addresses through being connected to someone who's embodying the way of Jesus in their life. But when we have that place, that location, we become truly a lightning rod where people can come and experience the fullness of worship and hope and ultimately what it means to be human. As a tree grows when it's rooted and a community grows, it starts to take up more space. It's the order of things. We start to bear fruit because we're drawing from that soil. We become a located church that's assigned to the community and to other communities that sacred things are held precious in this building, in this place, by this people, including you, your family, your story. I remember in Cambridge, Ontario, at the Cambridge Vineyard, we relocated in our city from a high school to a renovated warehouse with a massive food and furniture distribution space. Then from there, we went back to a high school. From there, we got, I think it was a 15 acre, I think it was 15 acre Jesuit monastery property right in the middle of the city. And, uh, and you know what? Wherever we moved, the city found us. They found us because we, the people of God, were everywhere inviting them. And then our community became known for being a place where God was ministering to people deeply in transforming ways. We would have people, especially some of our homeless community, they would walk an hour just to get to us in any one of the places that we would be in. They would walk, they would find a way to get to us because there was the radiant beating heart of God in the middle of our community. We were seeking the way of Jesus, we were a worshiping community, and, and it began. the word began to get out. So we were found. And was it more inconvenient as we moved to different places? Absolutely. But when we established ourselves and had an address for a longer season, then the community found us. And, and that Jesuit monastery property became a place where children came, where people in need came, where people from the community and the surrounding area came. They would, you know, take planes, trains, and automobiles to get there to experience what they had heard was the presence of God moving among a people. And if they didn't, weren't drawn by that, they were drawn by hope that marriages were being healed there. Like you all, that teaching about a way of life that was in contrast to the world, but led to fullness of life. That was six, Psalm 1611, uh, a road to the path of life. It's what people want. A good friend of mine said uh, to me in that transition, he said, Dan, you don't buy a property just for your congregation. You buy it for the community. You located are a sign to that community you're in, to that city, that God grows good things in places we never thought he would. And honestly, I have never forgotten that. And finally, number three, and I wanna leave you with this, sustain life in the presence of God for a community. Encouragement number three, sustain life in the presence of God for a community. In 987, Prince Vladimir of Kiev wanted to unify his nation. They were under uh, a Slavic paganism. It wasn't uniting his empire. He sent out some ambassadors to experience different religions to come back to tell him what they should be, what, what faith they should follow. And these ambassadors ended up in Hagia Sophia, which is the Orthodox cathedral in, 
in Constantinople. It's still the building still stands today. It was built by the Emperor Justinian back in the, in, in the 530s. And it was a place that was built so that when worship happened, you would experience a sense of transcendence. Well, these ambassadors went in and they experienced the worship in that space. And they came back and they said this, we went into the Greek lands where we were led into a place where they served their God. And we did not know where we were on heaven or on earth and do not know how to tell about this. All we know is that God lives there with people and their service is better than in any other country. We cannot forget that beauty since each person, if he eats something sweet, will not take something bitter afterwards. So we cannot remain anymore in paganism. I believe with all my heart that you as the Belfast City Vineyard are called to create a place for that community you'll be in, for the city of Belfast, and personally, I believe, even as you've already experienced it, for the world around you, for your nation and many from, from many different places of beauty, of worship, of generosity, of rich and faithful teaching as to what it means to follow Jesus and be loved by him in a place, in a location. You are being called to root in a place to create a hospitable zone, a hospitable place for prayer, for community, for fellowship, for healing, for teaching the way of Jesus to the little ones, the old ones, and everyone in between. I bless you as you move into a place with Jesus, as you walk under a tree so your Zacchaeus can see you and so that you can see and name your Zacchaeus. As you locate carrying his heart in a part of the city you will never be limited by a place if you recognize that you as a community are the place of his dwelling. But you will be strengthened knowing that you have an address to which you can invite people and people will know that they can find you at a particular address. I bless you in Jesus' name to be a community that lives out the words and works of Jesus in this new place toward which and into which God is sending you. This is my prayer for you. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message. For all the latest information about what's happening in the life of our church, or if you have any questions or comments, head over to BelfastCityVineyard.com.